Welcome to the City Vibrations. I am your host, Yohandea Olana. Today we'll be diving into the world of Afrobeats and what it means to us here at uh, the City Vibrations. The evolution of Afrobeats, um, when you ask people, it means different things, you know, different thing to different people. But I can guarantee you that the sets that we're about to delve into today, the sets that we're about to highlight in today's episodes, uh, definitely do enjoy them and agree with us that they're very pivotal to almost everyone's uh, journey and evolution and definition of evolution of Afrobeats. You definitely do not want to miss it. But before we dive into today's conversation, um, there are still ongoing stories and events surrounding the tragic loss of the artist Mobad. Our deepest uh, condolences goes out to his family and those who truly were fans of his Last episode, we talked about Nice and its iconic Gongwasa project. Um, that particular project, it was very pivotal. It was a, it was a pivotal moment, right? Um, for many of us when it comes to us defining our own evolution of Afrobeats. So we're going to take a quick trip down memory lane. So um, like I said, when the term Afrobeats um, comes up and, you know, you ask people to talk about it, Many people um think that Fela Kuti um is the pioneer of Afrobeats. Many people say that he is, and I know there's a difference Afrobeats without the S and Afrobeats. But one thing is for sure, right? Um, his name is that common element that shows up whenever you ask questions about the genre, right? Um, but for me as a listener, from my perspective as a listener, you know, we didn't experience him in that way. I didn't experience him in that way. His music. Um, was not so played around where I grew up, um, around how I grew up as well. Because now his his music, in the singularity, was kind of associated more with, um, social political activism, right? Um, and like I said, growing up, it was not something that I fully experienced or was being played around me. Now, in regards to Afrobeat music and my recognition of it. And in regards to Afrobeats music and when I started to become aware of it, if I was going to define my own evolution, you know, I'd have to mention the legendary Plantation Boys. Yes, um, that particular boy band was very instrumental in when I started to listen to music, how I started to listen to music, the effects that music had on me as well. The band set the standard for quality um, artistic quality and even just soulful singing with songs like uh, you and I get <laughs> get you out of my mind uh, with uh, don't you know with an as well just to name a couple of their records their talent as at that point in time trust me was a match there was nobody doing it like they were doing it as at that point in time and one thing that really stood out in the way that they did what they did was um, their respectfulness in songs the way that they spoke about their relationships as well you know they were not objectifying um, anybody they spoke they sang to your face to your heart and to your soul nothing else it, even to tracks that were not necessarily that i couldn't necessarily identify as love like say the anime track right um when i listened the first time i, I could not understand it what i listened to it recently as well still don't understand what it means to date but listening to it uh, with my interaction that i have with music now with the relationship that i have with music now i can still categorically say that that song sounds quality through and 
through not listening to to some of the songs again you just have moments that you're reliving over and over again say um the track say you believe me there's a certain part that when you hear say you believe me oh my god I, I, i've tempted to sing that track i'm a terrible singer but when you hear that song again say you believe me you're listening to it and you hear face saying that you quickly flash back and fast forward to say oh my god face definitely had a track that was called you know you make all of these connections you're taking back to the memories that you have of you know all of those movements and the songs and the lyrics as well amazing group uh, definitely amazing group they did so much they were instrumental they were pivotal they were important to afrobeats and uh, our awareness to it as a group but they didn't stop there they also went out to be individuals that impacted us um even after the separated let's start with two-faced you know from the band two-faces the biggest so when i think two-faced in this regards uh remember the very recent occurrence with Osha and Kiki Palmer. Well, I can draw a parallel to that situation. Two faces like that for us here. A lot of us started to listen to Two Face at a very young age, and we knew all of his songs word for word. We we imagined it was crooning to us. You know, it was that one person that we have. Like I said, a lot of us started to listen to him in secondary school. So yes, his voice is aesthetic. You know the way that he looks, and just the sheer quality that his music was made up. I think that it made it made the group truly special. It made him as an individual artist as well truly special. He had it's like uh, one love. He had no shaking. He had I feel like he had see me. So he had if you like say he had true love, true love with the blue backdrop. Yo, <laughs> he had if love was a crime. You know, all of the songs were kind of anthems that we deeply connected to. And uh, trust me, those track those tracks were played today anywhere anywhere everybody right there is going to just drop everything they're doing and you know just flow along with the songs they're going to be in spirit with this record that they played anywhere today now i don't think that this newer artist i don't think that they you know they get us like that i don't think that they're doing it like that anymore correct me if i'm wrong i don't know um there's also like this track um larry gaga burnout boy two-face and then you have uh the badge as well you know just on his harmonica and shirt and the track is called babanla right and in that record you could just hear two-face flowing you could see just press me on that song right now right listening to two-face flow like i'm, t- I'm telling you when i was in that song but just all up in the butter conversation let's listen to two-face flow on that record and you're just like okay because it was like gaga shuffle you know not trying to look for trouble things like that it was really spazzing on that record by the way um and it was cheeky the way that two-face you know is when you're speaking pigeon <laughs> so yes um with, with the way that it was with that record you, you cannot as a listener you cannot help but think as think at what their relationship as uh the plantation boys was you know how they wrote records how they recorded records how they you know grew up off each other because when i listen to that i would like to think that two-faced I'd like to think that Blackface rubbed off a lot in Two-Face, right? I'd like to think that Two-Face took from that experience with Blackface uh, and grew so more from it. That's just what it is. In a very recent interview with uh, The Punch, um, Face said that Blackface was the one that wrote a couple of, you know, a lot of the songs that they had on their first record. So yes, like I said, I think that Blackface is just very instrumental. Even the quality of Two-Face when he's spazzing out. Blackface was the controversial figure in the group, um, but... 
take out everything. Like, take off every other extras that you think that you know because of what you've been fed by media. You just come to appreciate his talent with writing and a delivery as well. It's almost like he's freestyling his records and it does it with ears. Um, you should go ahead to listen to the way that he was very vocal on tracks like on a track like Ad Live, um, which addressed like the challenges in the society. There's also Be Your Man. That one, that one, like listening to it again, I'm just blown away by the way that it kept on going and kept on going respectfully. Um, this face as well was the last person from the group Plantation Boys. Um, <laughs> I think he referred to himself as the baby of the group. But he as well had a successful solo career. You know, he had songs like Need You, he had Bubudiko, he had Letter to My Brother. That was such a big song. That was such um, a song as well. You could hear the hurt in that record. But even with the hurt, there was a del- delicate way that the song was written and delivered. Uh, he had regards in in it. As uh, the Plantation Boys era, individually, they were you know given us. Um, when before that, when they were group as well, they brought it as well for boy bands. The only other band that could have rivaled them or that rivaled them, maybe not rivaled them, because those guys were like standard. Uh, but the boy band that even we could mention um, in this journey of Afrobeats when we decided to become aware of it, um, Star Plus. Star Plus um, were able to maintain the standard of quality, standard of substance in the music and just the respectfulness that I loved uh, from the music from that time as well. Um, their records, they had just the power to bring people together as well. They were comical on their records. They were authentic as well on their records. And they were soulful too. So win, 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 win all round. They had eight records like Olufumi. They had Call My Name, Imagine That, Run Away. They had Stay Alive as well, Always On My Mind, the comical Yabasira as well. And then this particular one that all university students uh, knew as at that time. I still don't know if it's uh, uh, um, a tradition anymore. I'm talking about four years, Don't Waka but star plus like i said they're the other boy band of that kept that standard uh that we're talking about yes onto another artist that um i think that is the role in the definition of evolution of afrobeat music as we see it over here on the city vibrations as a uh, nice oh my good god there's no way that i'm talking about music no way i'm talking about afrobeat and you know nicest name is not going to be mentioned Gongwaso the album was a game changer um that particular album i think that it ushered us it marked our transitioning into adulthood it was a quality stop stance it was it was quality through and through it was a bit naughty as well um <laughs> but it was very enjoyable for those that uh were in the west it was probably that album that it should have been rated 18 plus on some levels. <laughs> I'm talking about Casa Fina and a Bachelor's Life. Nice had the ability to kind of, Nice had the ability to report on his personal experience. Um, in the way that it did, it was the quality adulation on his record with uh, Two Face, uh, strict credibility. It was confidence laid down beer. Um, Every time that I talk about it, I remember like my disc man and my tiger batteries that would run down so quickly. So I had like this big container that had like used batteries in them. Um, every time it went out, I just switch it up and, you know, kept on playing uh, this project uh, for my disc man. And we had the societal song as well, Buja Budan. But it wasn't all party, party, party and reporting of his personal experiences as well. It was vocal on records like Promise and Fail. 
um, it was vocal about societal issues on those records. It was vocal on records like um, Pete Pete with Asha as well. Definitely an evergreen uh, record. Let's talk about Asha. That's another person that there's no way that you're mentioning the evolution of Afrobeat music, whether you are that you're not going to mention Asha. When we talk about substance, quality, standards, representation, soul, vulnerability, and authenticity in music, by and large, Asha's name should always naturally just come up. Um, always, 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 always. Um, I say that she's often regarded as the gold standard of music, composition, and delivery. But I have people around me saying, what do you mean by gold standards? We're talking platinum, Yowandi. That's who Asha is. And I definitely do agree. Definitely do agree. Um, a debut album, it featured incredible lineups of tracks, top to bottom, all tracks good. There was Jayla in there, Bean Banky, it was in there, Fire on the Mountain, it was there, Away, Ayadaba, everything back to back to back to back. Was it it? This is the album that they're supposed to be calling that. So, yes, um, Asha is able to delve into her personal matters. And she delves into it so beautifully, by the way. There's nothing like TMI. It's just the right amount of information and the right amount of laney beer that she does on a personal level. And she's able to kind of switch it to the societal bit as well, address societal issues in such a very um, graceful way with class, with vulnerability as well. And what, what I would say is that perhaps what we miss today is, you know, the absence of that level of vulnerability that I'm able to feel from um, Asha, right? Right now, it has, or even not just Asha, from the, you know, Plantation Boys as well, the Two-Face Eras, the Blackface, the, the, like the level of vulnerability that we're able to feel, you know, with those people, we're not able to get to take it. Now, it seems like everything is on the surface, that if you're a nation that wants to grow, that is developing, right? yeah maybe don't try to escape with music but yes um back to asha five albums um she has definitely maintained like standard of quality in the most fundamental aspect of music but every time i keep talking about mainstream music because i have to talk about mainstream music it is what it is mainstream music right you don't often hear a name well enough in the mainstream conversations and that's killing me as much as I sh- you should by the way i'm not saying that names are not there or i'm not saying that name is not there i'm saying that you don't often hear a name as much as you should hear a name pairing that again she's the platinum standard for all of the qualities that we want in music all of the substance that we want in music all of the soul that we want in music she's the platinum standard and her name is not rampant in these conversations it's not dominating these conversations i think that's a problem so again let me ask you right is it possible that um the influences of these artists that i mentioned are not even just those ones that i mentioned even the ones that you think that they're very relevant to the story of the evolution of Afrobeat in your own words uh, but they're no longer talked about now is it that the influences of this artist peaked and waned because um our own interest couldn't be sustained is, is that it or do we move past our quality to quickly short attention span we call it is that what it is on you know on top of quality by the way um is it that as we kind of grew up you know we became exposed i don't want to say too quickly by the way we became exposed to abundance of resources abundance of music and music makers as well all without a structure or without infrastructure or without a sustainable plan 
uh, down the road? Is it possible that that's a problem? <laughs> or is it possible that, you know, our focus shifted and continue to shift um, at the expense of our genuine qualities? It's going to be that way for a minute as well. Um, you know, we want access to this. Let me know what your thoughts are. So yes, as we continue to explore the evolution of Afrobeats and the impact in our personal journeys on personal grounds, let us kind of remember this incredible artist um, that shaped the musical journey for us. Um, let us flip back to the pages when quality was a standard, when we had platinum standards. That's what I'm saying. Like, let's flip back uh, to those qualities. We're going to be doing that in more subsequent episodes going forward on City Vibrations. It'll be interesting to see. Um, but yes, we have come to the end of the show today. Um, it's Yoande Awolano on Instagram, one on the same on you know, Twitter as well. For more intense conversation or proposals for the show, make sure that you do shoot me an email at the City Vibrations at gmail.com. My name is Yoande Awolano, and this is the City Vibrations. <laughs>